Duncan, back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Sheffield hardcore unit Rough Justice. The band's new album, Faith in Vain, will be released on January 12th via MLV LTD. So, uh, debut album from Rough Justice, uh, which uh, has, will be released on Malevolence's own record label. Interesting! Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rough Justice. Uh, Rough Justice sounds sounds like it should have been a Steven Seagal movie. I'm not going to lie. I think I've seen Rough Justice. <laughs> Isn't that the one where he short arm clotheslines a guy and snaps his arm? Could I mean, be well, any of them. Could be any of them. Yeah. He was yeah, he a, a, a kind of windmill type fighting style. I think. Rough Justice was a movie where he was an optician <laughs> who used to work for the CIA. <laughs> and someone stole his last pair of contact lenses, which was meant for an almost blind man. <laughs> you know what that guy got that stole things? Rough Justice. <laughs> so you go. Uh, this band were born out of a mutual love of hardcore bands of the North Steven East. Seagal. Yep. <laughs> Steven Seagal movies. Uh, namely Bad Seed and Dead End Path. As formative artists of all five members, these were pillars that made the band what it is. But with Faith and Bane, Rough Justice pull from far more than these two deep cuts. Listeners will hear the defiant, direct lyrics typical of hardcore bands past and present combined with a more nuanced and ambiguous moment that will stay with you long and after listening. Um, It's this combination of metallic hardcore intensity and a sensitivity and consideration for the lyrics that gives Rough Justice a point of difference. From songs about guilt and fear to others pondering religion and the hidden intentions of others, Faith in Vain shatters all preconceived notions of what a hardcore record can be. Uh, It's crucial to say at this point, without all of the graft from Friends and Malevolence, this new way of writing wouldn't be possible. Rough Justice were able to use the newly built DIY space Malevolence created to spend hours demoing the songs that would eventually feature on the record. The album was recorded and mixed by Jim Pinder at Treehouse Studio and then mastered by Steve Kerry. Uh, okay, so. Um, 2024, Duncan. <laughs> and, the year uh, that I only pick hardcore albums <laughs> to review. Yeah. That's right, my name is Hardcore Dave. There's a little theme happening here, Duncan. Yeah. Uh, hardcore well, Epidemic. Spin off <laughs> review show of Metal Epidemic. I can't help myself. There, there is not many reviewers that write for the site that, that do hardcore, so I tend to just be like, okay, I'm, I'll happy to take all of them and uh, talk about them for. Could hours it be on that you, because you named your site Metal Epidemic, the hardcore kids are like, if only there was a bastion that I could feel safe <laughs> to write about my hardcore. <laughs> you need to, you need to, you need to publicise that a bit more. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, we said it on the the last review, 2023 was a big year for hardcore. Um, Some absolutely stellar releases from the genre. Um, And if, you know, the releases from the start of 2024 and they go by, then it could be set to have another another massive year, Um, which I could not be happier about. It is (laughs) one of my favourite genres. Um, My top 20 of 2023 was littered with hardcore releases. It was, yeah. Um, So, uh, Rough Justice... Are, uh, the next band that we're checking out for review. Um, I heard, hadn't heard the band before. Um, they put out an EP in 2019, which mm. I had a listen to uh, just this week. 
Um, but already these guys have me quite interested um, because I had to listen to the EP and you could hear from the, the EP to this album that um, these guys are, are progressing pretty well. Um, the EP was cool. You could hear the kind of bare bones of what they were, they were trying to achieve with their sound. Um, and then now they're kind of moving on to, to this full length to, to fully kind of expand uh, that sound. And I feel I feel like they have. I feel like they have um, expanded their sound and they've also refined that sound even more with this, this full length album. Um, interesting that they're on Malevolence's own record label mm-hmm. um, because I didn't know that when I was listening to the album for the first time I didn't know this information um, but I could hear certain characteristics um, that both bands kind of share um, the, both bands know how to like kind of throw down and just like hit you with huge hardcore riffs, big grooves um, and Rough Justice do that very well um, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't instantly headbanging along with that first riff on, uh, mm. on Coward. Um, but like Malevolence, Rough Justice also have this other kind of repository of ideas that adds a bit more kind of range to their sound um, and something that, that stops the album from being just like a straightforward kind of paint-by-numbers um, hardcore album. Um, they don't They don't hit you with it like a hundred percent strength on every track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's these these little kind of additions are subtle, subtly kind of, um, kind of subtly woven into 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 their sound throughout. It's uh, little kind of like a little melodic chords or um, a little bit of a like an intricate tail on the end of a of a riff um, that are slightly more melodic or a wee bit more uplifting, um, or even a little bit more kind of thrash laden at times as well. Um, the third track on the album uh, is the the title track. Yep. Um, and that's probably the first kind of time on the album where they they reach into that kind of box of of ideas and show this other side to their sound. Um, but without it kind of sounding like a, a massive jump from anything they've done kind of prior to that, it's still very heavy. It's still very chunky in the in the verses, um, but it's loaded with this huge melodic chorus mm-hmm. um, and like as soon as I heard it it was stuck in my head like I was like that verse was playing that chorus story was playing in my head afterwards as well like it's a really catchy really catchy melody um, I think it's I think it's a dual vocal when I was listening back to it um, the, the guitarist um, Ed and the vocalist Jimmy I think the two of them are doing doing vocals um, together on that one a kind of combination of tones but I really liked it um, mm-hmm. it's a it's weird though, it's an element that's done early enough in the album where I thought, okay, they're probably gonna expand on that later on and mm-hmm. you know, maybe hit some hit, hit us with something like that again later in the album. Um, but they do not. <laughs> I was like, oh right, okay. Um I was I, maybe I was slightly disappointed about that. Um I'm not gonna lie, I really liked that vocal hook um on the title track, and I think I think they could have played around with it a little bit more later in the album. Um, it's a double-edged sword, doesn't it? Because it's the, the the weird thing about it is it's a title song and it's early in the album, yeah, which gives it prominence because the album's concept, theme, and name are based around, for the most part, that track. Yeah, and for it to land at track three, and then for you to then be, you know, essentially given five tracks 
which don't necessarily touch on it. The thing about the, the other thing that's really clever about it is it does set the groundwork when you listen to track two overruled. Mm. The guitar work is playing. There's a I don't do they have two guitarists because there's definitely two guitars. Um, one so. is playing something a bit more kind of cleany in the background with these huge kind of notes. And then when Faith and Bane kicks in, mm. those elements are basically what build the chorus. And yeah. it's, it's very, very well done. But like yourself, I heard that and I was like, right, here we, here we fucking go. Like, mm. get another couple of heavy songs, maybe second to last song, something huge, or even on the closing track. Yeah. And it, it does make me wonder, is that a jump? I obviously haven't heard anything from them before. Is that a jump for them? And maybe there's a... We don't want to do too much of that just in case our fans aren't prepared yeah. to go with us on that it's, journey. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But they're very fucking good at it. So if I was them, I'd lean into it hard. Yeah, um, I would as well. Yeah. Um, after the, there's a kind of interlude track, uh, Rusting, um, yeah. they come right out of the gate after that. <laughs> when it comes, Dave. Yeah. Um, and when it comes, it sounds a little bit like, like Gojira, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I felt like they were kind of channeling their inner Gojira for that. That first riff had a, a real whiff of the French about it. I was like, yep. oh, all right, okay, here we go. Ooh la la. <laughs> um, but um, they, they don't hang on to that for too long. They, they switch it up and they go into something a bit more bouncy, a bit more almost almost in a kind of stray from the path type, mm. type sound um, before ending the track with a really cool like triple attack of breakdowns, which are all different speeds, all different yeah. rhythms. Very satisfying ending. Um, imagine when I heard that, I was like, that's going to go down really well live. Um, it's got that feel about it. Um, I enjoyed the album. Um, and my only real kind of criticism of it is, as it goes forward, I felt, felt like the last two to three tracks of the release maybe start to tread a little bit of familiar ground. Um, and it became a little bit comfortable for me. Um, and this is where I was harking back to something I said earlier, but I think another track with a bit of melody might have mm. kind of broken things up, uh, gave you another moment that would kind of stick in your head afterwards. Um, that last part of the album, there was just something missing for me. Um, it's still heavy as balls. I did like the, the eerie kind of background atmosphere that they added to, to Backwards Mask. I thought that was a cool switch in tone. Um, but it wasn't quite enough to keep me, like overall, to keep me kind of fully engrossed in it. Um, I do like the fact that they keep a lot of these tracks nice and concise, though. Mm -hmm. um, out of the, the eight tracks, there's only three of them that go above like the, the kind of three minute mark. So even when they drop into a track like Boa Constrictor, which is um, a little bit faster, a little bit kind of higher energy, doesn't do anything necessarily unexpected but it's only like two minutes 20, so it doesn't really yeah. linger on too long that you start to lose interest. Um, the other thing I'd like to highlight here is the, the production of the album, which is um, a clear level or two up from the, the EP. Um, Jim uh, Pinder's done a cracking job of giving this album a huge weight uh, that also sounds really crisp uh, with a really nice kind of sheen to it. It's not drum production's immaculate. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, you hear every ride, every every nuance, and the kit's fucking great. Yeah, it's 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 not too clinical. It's not overproduced, but it's you know it's still got a bit of that kind of hardcore bite to it. Especially especially in the drums, that that kind of pingy snare sounds amazing. Um, but <laughs> twenty twenty four is the year of the pingy snare. Yeah, like yeah, Lars Ulrich called it right. Everyone mocked him for Saint Anger, and now look what's happened. That twenty year itch, Dave, <laughs> crawls upon you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think um, I think for a debut, I think this is a really good album. 
Um, these guys have put out a release that has moments that will slap the tits right off you, but will also kind of have you singing along at the top of your voice on that title track. Um, I just, I felt like I wanted a little bit more risk from them late in the kind of latter part of the album. Um, it's maybe just not pushing the boundaries as much as some of the other bands that we heard um, in 2023. But um, the question I ask myself is, would I spend money to go and hear this band and these songs live? And the answer is absolutely. I mm-hmm. think I think they put on a hell of a, a live show. Um, so that's my thoughts. What, what, what did you think of this one? I don't think we're too far off here, to be honest with you. Um, it was difficult for me to get over the melody in track three and then not really have any of that come back because, like you said, like without listening to the album, I, I know the chorus goes... It's in that... You hear it a couple of times, it's in there, Sim's fucking huge, um, and they can do it. So I'm not saying that bands have to put melody into their music and segue it in in order for it to become palatable, Mm. but like you say, to introduce it so early in an album and then never really revisit it kind of feels almost as if this is their experimental track and the placement of it has been kind of... (laughs) <laughs> it's all, almost kind of like a, we'll shove it early so if people don't like it they can, there's plenty of album left to go or you know like maybe we should have shoved it later and then used it as an experimental track I don't know it's mm. like all their stuff is very conventional yeah it follows a, a a very linear structure there's no massive curveballs here that being said though what they do is craft really good hardcore songs mm. uh, it's difficult to listen to it not hear elements of malevolence I didn't know they were at that record label yeah. which is kind of why when you mentioned it was there so I was like alright it was like a penny drop for me that being said malevolence have been around for a while now and mm. if you're a UK hardcore metal band I imagine you've either been out with them or you're influenced by them. If you're not, then you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. Um, production's great. Plenty of really cool riffs. Breakdowns are at times predictable but cool. Mm-hmm. And then at other times playful and cool. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the overriding feeling that I got listening to the album is it felt like a really cool album to listen to. It kind of feels like you're getting the, 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 kind of the peak into a band that already... To explode like you like this is like you would hear these songs in a small club with these guys supporting a band who were all right you hear this you'd be like oh no these guys stole the fucking show mm. like you said my my biggest gripe here is i don't necessarily think they bring anything completely new and the stuff that they do bring which does feel like it differentiates them from maybe the rest of the scene that is you so sparingly on it that it's a bit of a frustration in parts. Um, I love the guy's vocal tone. I think it's mm. fucking great. He's got like that proper old school shouty hardcore vocals. Um, guitar riffs for days. Drumming's brilliant. Bass playing, like on Boa Constrictor's a bit where everything kind of lives. Like the bass is just like fucking chunking that bottom string <laughs> with the, the, the drums. It just sounds bitching. So mm. they've got all those elements sorted and locked in what I think they maybe don't fully have a grasp on as their own identity mm. uh, I don't think they're far from it I think this will get them out on the road, this will get them touring with lots of bands, give them a, a, a little bit of experience underneath the belt and I think their sophomore am- album which they come back with is going to be something that feels a bit more 
different from the pack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, and it, like, if I was them, I'd be excited as fuck. They're out mm. on Malevolence's record label. They recorded, you know, they, they demoed and practiced and recorded in their makeshift area. Mm. And they have an album out, which is really fucking well put together. Mm. It just needs... It just needs a bit of maturity and a bit of refinement. And I don't think these guys are that far off of yeah. a fucking stellar UK hardcore album, to be honest with you. Mm. Nice. A lot of promise. Um, it's an album. Yeah. It's an album which gives you promise of what might be down the road. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, okay. Um, so scores for Rough Justice. Um, I am going to go 3.5 on this one. Um, I think the foundations are all there. Um, I've, you can hear the growth from the, the EP to this. Um, so they're showing like a huge ton of, of potential early on um, and I expect with them sounding you know this good on a debut I expect the next one is going to level up again uh, so I'm going 3.5 on this one what about yourself? Marginally below you I'm in on a 3 on this one uh, like I say I think there's a lot to kind of celebrate about this one mm. um, maybe not my particular brand of hardcore but there's a lot of promise here. There really, really is. They're one of those ones I, I always get excited about hearing something where I'm like that. I wonder where they're going to be in two years' time. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They're on the radar and I'm I'm very, very curious. And like yourself, if they come to Scotland, we'll be going to see them. Yeah. I mean, that's a given. Because I think the, the songs here, a couple of those breakdowns, you just know for a fact, you just, it gives you an opportunity to like fully put on the stank face and just a bit of this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of that. So, yeah. yeah. Three eight five, nice. Uh, so that is the new album from Rough Justice. It's called Faith in Vain. It's out on January twelfth. Links below to the band. The pre-order. Check it out. Have a listen. See what you think. Um, that is the review. Thanks for checking out. Uh, we'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye everyone. <laughs>